Angeles. All listening to the Caliente Girls. Let's do it. Caliente Girls. Listen up. Dash Radio, Discover Channel, LA. Some way I take all my presents. 
Here's another, another, another Caliente Girls exclusive. Exclusive. Dash Radio. Discover Channel. Los Angeles. It's that time of year. Silver and gold and blue. Light up the avenue. Soon that day will be here. Cause it's that Kanye West is back at it again with disgusting comments about race, and Kim is not having it. Kanye West recently managed to outdo himself once again by making some anti-black comments. And this time, it's not just the fans who are calling him out, but also fellow celebs, including Kendall Jenner, Gigi Hadid, Jaden Smith, and yes, his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian. Following Kanye's shocking stunt at Paris Fashion Week, Kim sent a strong message to Kanye, bashing him over his ignorant comments. It's no secret that Kanye has a very long history of stirring up controversy with his takes on politics and race. But what's strange about Kanye is that he somehow managed to go from calling out the U.S. presidents over their racial policies to wearing the MAGA hat and slamming the Black Lives Matter movement. Back in 2005, in the wake of Hurricane Katrina that ravaged New Orleans, Kanye went on national TV and slammed then-President George Bush, reminding him that Black Lives Matter. I hate the way they portray us in the media. If you see a black family, it says they're looting. If you see a white family, it says they're looking for food. And you know it's been five days because most of the people are black. George Bush doesn't care about black people. These comments were considered highly controversial at the time, and George Bush called it one of the most disgusting moments of his presidency. It's one thing to say, you know, I don't appreciate the way he's handled his business. It's another thing to say this man's a racist. 
I resent it. It's not true. And it was one of the most disgusting moments of my presidency. However, when you take a look at what Kanye's been up to for the past few years, his comments about Bush pale in comparison. Some fans have speculated that Kanye snapped after his mom Donda died in 2007 and that he's been completely lost ever since. Donda was the daughter of a civil rights activist, but as for Kanye, it's hard to pinpoint what he really thinks about race relations in the US, because it's become clear over the years that his addiction to the spotlight is more important to him than any other opinions he might hold. With every new controversy he provoked, Kanye became more and more obsessed with getting people riled up, so naturally he had to keep coming up with new ways to stir the pot. In 2013, Kanye was spotted wearing a jacket with a Confederate flag patch, and he also used the flag in the Yeezys tour merch. But then, Kanye's loyal fanbase was still ready to defend his every word and action, and even Kim publicly defended some of his most controversial moments. In 2018, Kanye said slavery was a choice in an interview with TMZ, but Kim tried to justify him, claiming he was misquoted. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. <laughs> like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? And people are gonna assume that that's exactly what you meant, you know, but all the headlines just took. Yeah, that as a wife is really frustrating to see the media take everything and run with it. Kim even defended Kanye's endorsement of Donald Trump, and after he was criticized for wearing the mega hat, Kim tweeted, he's a free thinker, is that not allowed in America? Because some of his ideas differ from yours, you have to throw in the mental health card? That's just not fair. He's actually out of the sunken place where he's being himself, which is very expressive. However, over the past few years, even Kanye's most diehard fans have started to abandon him. And as for Kim, the final straw for her was Kanye's 2020 presidential campaign, when he made more controversial comments about race. During his South Carolina rally in July 2020, Kanye claimed Harriet Tubman never freed slaves. And then, shortly after, he took to Twitter to slam the Kardashians, calling Kim and Chris white sexists. Well, Harriet Tubman never And though Kim apparently tried to make the marriage work and get Kanye to seek professional help, she eventually became exhausted because Kanye refused medical treatment. So six months after his presidential rally, Kim filed for divorce. Since then, Kim's been trying her best to ignore Kanye's antics. However, it seemed the more Kim ignored him, the harder Kanye tried to provoke her. For months after Kim filed for divorce, Kanye was constantly bashing her on social media and accusing her of being a bad mom. And after Kim recently broke up with Pete Davidson, Kanye again came after Kim, claiming she has more say in where their kids go to school because she's half-white. However, just a few weeks later, Kanye apologized to Kim for his social media outbursts in an exclusive interview with ABC News. This is the mother of my children, and I apologize for any stress that I have caused, even in my frustration because God calls me to be stronger, but also... Ain't nobody else finna be causing no stress either. I need this person to be least stressed and a best sound mind and as calm as possible to be able to raise those children. But just when everyone thought Kanye had finally realized the whole controversy for the sake of controversy thing is working in his favor, here he goes again stirring the pot. Kanye recently sent shockwaves across the internet when he staged a surprise Yeezy fashion show in Paris 
and gave a speech while wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt. What I want to say is, on season four, my show started late. And that's what the press is about. Uh, now the show is starting late. Now I've been in fashion for a while, and I've seen a lot of shows start late. But after my season show started late, season four show started late, the press completely killed us. The front of the shirt featured Pope John Paul II's face with the words, We will follow your example, written in Spanish. Kanye later posed for photos with the controversial right-wing pundit, Candace Owens, who also wore the same shirt, and Owens shared the photos on her Instagram stories. Owens has previously publicly supported Kanye when he parent-shamed Kim, and she recently made some very disgusting comments about Kim and Chris. I now hold the opinion that Kim Kardashian is a prostitute, and I'm not going to edit this opinion. Kim Kardashian is a prostitute. Her mother is a pimp. Worse than a prostitute, Kim Kardashian is a corpse. She's a body without a soul. Kanye's latest stunt at Paris Fashion Week sparked a fierce backlash against him on social media, and a number of celebs called him out for sending a dangerous message. Jaden Smith actually decided to walk out of Kanye's fashion show after realizing some of the models were also wearing the White Lives Matter shirts, and he later tweeted, I had to dip, lol, I don't care whose it is, if I don't feel the message, I'm out. Kendall Jenner also made it clear she didn't like Kanye's stunt by liking Jaden's tweet, and Gigi Hadid went a step further, slamming Kanye in an Instagram comment and calling him a bully and a joke. Rapper Boozy also blasted Kanye on Twitter and said that Kanye doesn't care about how black people have suffered at the hands of white men. However, Kanye being Kanye, he was just waiting for people to get upset so he could fire back with an even more controversial take. Just one day after sporting the White Lives Matter shirt, Kanye went on an explosive rant on Instagram, calling the Black Lives Matter movement a scam, and claiming that Bernard Arnault, the CEO of LVMH, killed his best friend, designer Virgil Abloh, who died of cancer in November 2021. But Kanye's IG rant drew further backlash from celebs, including his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian. The creative director of Supreme Tremaine Emery blasted Kanye for being a fake friend and using Virgil's name to distract from his latest controversy. Emery claimed Kanye wasn't even invited to Virgil's private funeral, and he said that Kanye kept going after Virgil in group chats and interviews even after he found out Virgil had terminal cancer. You're not a victim, you're just an insecure narcissist that's dying for validation from the fashion world, Emery added. Kanye's stunt at Paris Fashion Week in his IG rant also drew criticism from the mother of Ahmaud Arbery, a young black man who lost his life in 2020 in a racially motivated attack. Ahmaud's mother, Wanda Cooper-Jones, told Rolling Stone she was extremely disappointed in Kanye for using a message on his clothes that legitimizes the same kind of behavior that took the life of her son. What's bizarre is that Kanye previously supported Ahmad's family and donated $2 million to support them and the families of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Kim also joined Kanye's efforts, and in May 2020, she urged her followers to sign the petition to get justice for Ahmad. So now that Kanye is getting called out by Ahmad's mother and others for betraying them, how does Kim feel about Kanye's latest antics? Well, as you can imagine, Kim is not having any of this. And according to one insider close to the Kardashians, Kim is utterly disgusted that Kanye posed with Candace Owens in White Lives Matter shirts. 
The insider told Hollywood Life that Kim is not surprised by Kanye's decision to wear that on his shirt and thinks that he is once again trying to get attention. As for fans, it looks like they're beyond tired of Kanye's antics, and they're saying they're done trying to defend him. One fan said, We Kanye fans are in the mud right now. Has he truly lost his mind completely? I can't defend you anymore, Kanye. I can't, another fan wrote. I'm done with this. Stop. And another person added, I'm so sad to see this as the legacy of Donda West. You're not listening to Los Angeles' most dangerous
hear the little baby in the background. Hi. <laughs> Cutie. Awesome. Little princess. Yeah. So tell us about yourself. You're a personal trainer. Yes. A very uh, passionate personal trainer. Nice. What got you into all that? I was in a very dark place uh, at a mm-hmm. time. 
And yeah. um, it helped me find myself. Yeah. And um, I ran with it. Yeah. And um, it helped me remain strong, keep faith, and learn de- uh, self-discipline. Oh, for sure. And um, ever since then, I started noticing the progress over time. Mm-hmm. And um, I started loving myself, actually, from day to day. Yeah. And it's a very beautiful thing. And now that I'm, now that I'm at a new uh, point in my life, I realize that I want to share it with the world. And um, That's amazing. Yeah, That's thank awesome. you. I do um, HIIT workouts. Uh, my friends put it on in the park by my house, so I go like three days a week, do the HIIT workouts. And it's awesome because like, I also have depression and stuff like that, so it, it actually releases endorphins and mm-hmm. dopamines, and it's I, I love working out. The right kind of stuff. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Absolutely. What kind of um, working out do you do? Are you into more weight training or running or all of it? It started off with a lot of weight training, and um, now I see the beauty in different workouts like hit training i, I yeah. got introduced to that recently uh calisthenics i started falling in love with uh, also Duh. what is calisthenics i've heard of it before it's a lot of uh body weight uh workouts a lot of bar workout nice. no uh extra equipment required <laughs> nice so what are you doing now like with the pandemic and the gyms being closed and stuff how do you work out uh over the years um my, since my value has been increasing uh, I got a, I got everything I need at home, surprisingly. Nice. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Dope. Um, so tell us more about, like, your personal life and um, just about you in general and how you got here. Oh, uh, well, I'm actually, um, <laughs> surprisingly, I'm a manager at a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, also do security part-time. Dope. And, uh, yeah. That's, that's, and then uh, I, I started realizing, you know what? I'm very passionate in what I do, and I want to make a business out of it. Uh-huh. And um, that's what I've been working on lately. And yeah. I, I actually came to realize recently, which is uh, part of the process of, um, of self-love. Yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, uh, I realize that I'm a motivator, and then I actually want to, I want to actually motivate people, move people. That's uh, dope. You know, besides just moving weights all the time. Yeah, totally. It's awesome being, like, when you realize... You learn more to love yourself because when we love ourselves, we treat ourselves better, you know? And it's like when we don't love ourselves, we put ourselves through, you know, we might drink or do drugs or you do other stuff that, like, hurts us. And then we might hurt other people close to us, too. So I think self-love is like a, it's a big, it's a process, but it's, it's very rewarding. Absolutely. When you get to that place, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's very beautiful. Yeah. And it's dope that you keep that you keep it moving because like sometimes they get lost and like oh just because they work these other jobs they feel like it's never going to happen for them kind of thing and it's like I was working a full time 9 to 5 coming home every night live streaming doing my music took me 3 years exactly 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 Mm -hmm. exactly I I would like work out right before work I work Mm -hmm. out once I get home and you know the thought would cross my mind of you know why or Oh, you're tired, and I'm like, no, this is for me. You know, yep, yep. I constantly work for other people. I need to work for me. You know, totally, exactly. So many people they don't realize that. You know, they just come home after work and they feel so defeated. <laughs> and it's like, man, you got another three to five hours after work. Put it in. You know, get Absolutely. it in. Absolutely. So, what do you see for yourself in the next um, year to five years? What are you working towards? Motiv- honestly, motivating young people. Yeah. There are. Uh, I've been magnetized to to a lot of young people lately, mm-hmm. and um, 
they give uh, they uh, they give me so much they uh, they give me so much uh, purpose. Yeah. You know, and uh, they help me realize that what I do is beautiful, even though guys my age kind of yeah. like belittle it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, don't listen to them. They're just they're in their own stuff. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, hurt people hurt people. You know what I mean? People who are thriving and working on themselves, they don't hurt people, or they try not to. You know. Exactly. So I try to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, though? Uh, what 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 makes the people? Uh, say things against your your movement. Um, they don't want to. My honest opinion, from what I've been realizing, uh, they don't like staring at their own reflection. Um, it makes them question themselves too much, and they don't uh, they don't understand where my happiness is uh, coming from, and they want to um, shatter it. <laughs> sadly, and uh, I've been moving past it. And then uh, I, I notice that with young people. Oh man, I could catch them. <laughs> I could catch them before they get too clouded, like I was. Yeah. And that's exactly what my old uh, Instagram name was, Clouded Wolf. And I named myself something without realizing that's how I truly felt. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I um, you said earlier that you didn't love yourself. Why did you think that you didn't love yourself? And what changed you to love yourself? Uh, I let I let depression take advantage of me. Uh, and I, and honestly, I'm uh learning nowadays to utilize better words but so i'm gonna try to explain it the best way i can but um yeah depression and stress of life and uh doubt fear all that was um um how do i put it it was overwhelming me and um i couldn't even bear to even love myself properly and um yeah and then uh you know with weightlifting day by day that was like a way i was uh, able to hold on to my faith and uh, actually see progress besides uh, the, the empty things around me, it was a way to distract myself. Okay, and now um, you just recently had a uh, kid. Yes. And you have a quote-unquote wife or girlfriend. Wife-to-be, yes. Wife-to-be. Um, why wife-to-be? Why not wife already? Uh, yeah, that's a, <laughs> I like the way you put that. I have to, you know, finalize everything. We are, honestly, I just ordered the bands. Uh, it should be coming in the mail next month. <laughs> okay. Nice. Yes. Okay. And how long y'all been together? Let's put wifey on the phone. How long y'all been together? Um, in May, we're gonna be going on uh four years. Four years. Yeah. So y'all been together four years and you haven't got married yet and you got a kid. <laughs> Uh, man. So you, you talk like y'all just started going together. <laughs> right? No, you're absolutely right, man. So how were you able to deal with him in his, his transgressions for four years? Um, Joe's just always had so much determination and passion in everything that he does. So to see him turn into the man that he's like he's turning into, it's just, it really is just amazing. And, um, you know, I still have my own growing I need to do, but watching Joe is just, it really just, mo- it motivates you to do better. Um, it really pushes me to really look at myself and the things that I need to change. And it's, it's just been a really great experience seeing him grow from, from how he was before to who he is now. So how was he before? <laughs> um... He didn't have any goals. He didn't really know what he wanted to do in life besides working his nine to five job. Mm-hmm. That was that was it. 
he wasn't driving. He just, he, he was just day by day. That, that's how he was seeing it. You didn't even drive, bro? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Absolutely. So now you drive? Yes, all the time. Okay. And, and um, how much of that was your daughter that changed your perspective of life? To be honest with you, uh, I, I believe that was like, the, uh, like uh, if I had to put it into words, it was like a seed being planted. That, uh, that did move me forward. And honestly, it kind of had me stir my reflection uh, that much more. And then, honestly, I, you know, six months go by and I'm like, no, you know, I, there's something else <laughs> that I'm not staring at. And right. I kept working on myself ever since, yeah, since, you know, since then. Right. So, um, I noticed that after you went on Instagram and you changed your formation and you said, you know, I've, I've got a new light and I poured a, you poured the alcohol in the toilet and all that <laughs> stuff. The next day, you had a picture of your girl up on it on your on your page, which you did not have for two years. Absolutely. So, so why did you decide to introduce the world to your family? It's hard to put into words, but honestly, um, I, I, a deep sense of uh, appreciation came over me after uh, I realized the alcohol and the weed had to go. And um, does your girl smoke or drink? No, no. Um, no, honestly, honestly, before me tossing the alcohol and all that down the, the, the toilet, down the drain, mm -hmm. we would occasionally drink. And uh, blessed that I am, she's uh, rolling with me. Okay. So, um, and what brought that on where you just said, you know what, I don't want to drink anymore. I don't want to smoke weed. I just want to get my head clear. Uh, to be honest, it almost felt like a chemical reaction. Um Every day I work out, and you know what? Honestly, uh, it's kind of... Uh, <laughs> I probably don't want me to put it out there. There's been so many days when I would cry while working out, mm -hmm. and I would constantly tell myself, you know, I'm something better, I'm something better, and I'm going to, you know, lift weights until I come to realize that I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to, you know, push things until I push myself. And one day, I woke up, and then, bam, it kicked in. And then I was like, wow, I, all of a sudden I knew where I had to go. And then I noticed everything, the, everything that was truly beautiful around me. And I ran with it and I'm still running with it. And now, how tall are you? I used to think I was 5'4 for a very long time. And, uh, <laughs> and people always say, are you sure? And I was like, yes, I'm 5'4. And uh, honestly, I'm 5'3. So, you, okay, so you're 5'3 and you, how much you weigh? Like 120 something? I'm um, one. 37 okay. so you look you look very little <laughs> i mean on pictures you look big you know but mm -hmm. in in real life you're really little does that have a does that does that have a deterrence for you know when people look at you and say oh you're a bodybuilder oh and you know and you're around much bigger stature people honestly yeah that actually played a big part of me growing up uh ever since i was a kid it affected me and even when i got introduced to fitness it started affecting me and uh i was actually uh when i was learning how to better myself through fitness mm -hmm. there was so much misleading stuff out there that actually made it harder for me due to my small build and then luckily i broke through all the misleading uh information out there mm -hmm. and um yeah um it did play a big part and I, I finally overcame it uh i now i'm at a point where it makes me that much greater yeah um but did that have that 
did that also play a part in your depression? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You felt you weren't tall enough. Absolutely. You wasn't fast enough. You wasn't strong enough. Absolutely. Ever since I was young. Ever since I was young. I and always felt overlooked. <laughs> is that because of the way you were brought up or it was just you always felt like that? The way I was brought up played a big part. Because I know personal stuff about you and I know that your mother was a very hardcore person to you yes. and used to always um, um, play mental games with you. Absolutely. So, I mean, one minute she would love you then the next minute she wouldn't. And how was you able to get through that and be able to be in a four-year relationship with your with your current wife now. I always kept faith. Uh, to be honest with you, I always kept faith. Uh, those things that you mentioned really, uh, man, it, it it held me back for so long. Uh, but I never I never stopped being a kind person. I never stopped uh, bettering myself. I never stopped uh, looking uh, at the beautiful things. And um, I. I finally, you know, stopped looking at the past. So what make so what makes your wife um, so special to you? Uh, so many, so many, uh, it's it's hard to even put it into words. But she never overlooked me. Uh, she never overlooked me. Um, I felt like she's an angel, and I always tell her I feel like she's a. Uh, uh, it's I can't. Oh uh, man, she's a uh, she's an angel. I I, I feel like. Uh, Selfishly, I want to say that she's more of an angel than I would ever be. You uh, think she was better for you than you were for her? Absolutely, absolutely. She before my daughter came in uh, into the picture, she was the first. <laughs> she was the first. Uh, how do I say it? the first thing that pushed me forward? I was, you know, it was like I came to realize at a point there are really beautiful people out there. I just had to stop and take that chance. Mm-hmm. Like she took a chance on me at first when I met her, you know. I'm like, actually, when I first seen her, um, I thought, oh, she would never, you know, give me a chance. I got tattoos, or I'm too short, <laughs> which is funny because that's what actually went through my head. And I'm like, oh, I'm not even driving, and oh, I'm on a skateboard, keep pushing it every day. And I'm like, nah, I don't got a chance. And then one day I was like, you know what? She's so beautiful and so enlightening, and everything stopped when I look at her. And then when I approached her, she didn't hesitate. She didn't overlook me, and it was a beautiful thing. So ever since then, I just ran with her. So I, several times you said overlook. Do you feel that in your lifetime you was always overlooked? Absolutely. And um, I probably kept myself in that uh, state of mind, which I shouldn't have. But that's not how I always felt back then. So now at this stage of your life at 2020, do you feel that you're you can be a man and you can handle your own thing and you you don't and you you have the confidence to do whatever it is that you need to do for your family absolutely 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 uh, that's why I'm the iron wolf I won't let nothing break me um I moved past that do you think that um childhood trauma is 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 um is always in your heart for your for the rest of your life. I use it as uh, I use it as gasoline. I use it as gasoline now. Um, I use it as uh, actually I use it to uh, how do I say it as uh, pillars uh, to my value. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's honestly it made me who I am today. It really did. 
if you could see now your mother's been dead how long to be honest with you man um i try not to think about it so much i don't even have a date for it or a year well if you could see her right now in your state of mind what would you say to her that i never stopped loving her and that um regardless of <clears throat> the way things went down i'm as strong as um what she wanted me to be why did that upset you um what do you mean yeah like why when i bought that up you just started to get upset and because um man it's just i just i i just I, honestly i wouldn't i wouldn't say i'm upset i'm just uh, hurt because i wish i would have uh done so much more when she was around even though she was uh very uh, toxic I wish I would have. Um, I wish I would have had a lot of strength to, you know, to share with her back then. But see, knowing the backstory, your mother was a crack addict, and she was very manipulative, and not really a good mother to you or your sister. Knowing your backstory, and knowing everything that went down, um, and not talking crap about your mother, but it just finds it's just so interesting that even though she was this and she was that, and she always ridiculed you, you still have the spot into your heart to say I always loved you and you know I wish I could have done more to you know say you know but some people just don't want to change yeah and your mother died not changed yeah absolutely you know and and she was a major hindrance in your life absolutely um so much so that you had another mother almost like her which was your ex was your ex absolutely because you dated like an older uh, older bra that was almost kind of like your mother absolutely um that's what happens uh, with uh, bad conditioning <laughs> yeah um so now you have a woman that's beautiful and in your same age range and with the same kind of mindset and now you're seeing that things are a lot different in life absolutely now if you mess it up it's all on you right and it's always been, to be honest, it's, it's always been on me. I just uh, never knew it before. Well, I think that when you're young, you're trained a certain kind of way. Yeah. And you get stagnated in that training. And it takes like a lot of different situations to pull you up out of it. But in 2020, there's, there's so many talk shows, so many books, so many organization groups that can show you a different way of life that there's really no excuse to be a kid you know what i'm saying either you're going to be good or you're going to be bad so many people with a difficult past have very positive futures you know so no matter what we've been through in life it's all what we do with it actually some of the greatest people in life had terrible difficult yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so with that now you can take your tools and pull another child out of the rut absolutely Mm -hmm. so what's so what's your goal now so you got your iron fist or what is it again iron Iron wolf Uh, iron Iron wolf wolf. like his ring you got the wolf ring okay got that wolfie okay so iron wolfie um what's your next goal (laughs) to move people to help people grow besides um besides the muscle itself Uh because, because um weightlifting is is 
can can bring you to a certain tranquility or whatever you want to call it. But after that, what's next? What what do you do for the mind? What well, how do you weight lift in the mind? By applying uh, self uh, self worth, self uh, self discipline. That's how I did it for me. A lot of people when I bring up uh, you know weightlifting or uh, even nutrition, they think it's just a physical thing. It's really not. It's uh, it does something to you mentally that uh, people are unaware of. Um, and I, I wish I could actually put it into better words, but uh, how do I say it? It helps you realize how strong you really are and how the progress is always in front of you. All you have to do is uh, get up and move. Yeah. There's a lot of mindset that goes into working out. So Absolutely. instead of stopping at 10 reps, it's like, okay, push yourself to do 13. Mm-hmm. Then next, push yourself to do 15. And it, by doing that, you push your mental. Absolutely. Such is life. Absolutely. And then mm-hmm. if you're smart enough to apply to take to take that and put it into work and yeah. the, tra- the, the transition uh-huh. it's amazing and okay. most people don't even want to apply it with uh, fitness or with health nowadays mm-hmm. and then they wonder why they're uh, unhappy and yeah. um, wonder why they they're not where they want to be at mm-hmm. exactly so we'll, so in closing closing remarks what would you like to tell the audience about you and how can they find you on Instagram well they could find me on uh my Instagram, I'm under Iron Wolf. That's with a one instead of an L. And um, I'm here to help. I don't want to be misleading. Um, I learned everything the hard way. Uh, I learned everything the hard way. And honestly, I just wanted to change people and help people. And uh, for me, God, you know, I feel like God told me, that you know what as long as you help people everything's gonna be okay you don't have to think about the money you don't have to think about your business just worry about helping people and um that will be enough for them to move and for you to move forward and what and can you spell your um your instagram for the listeners um it's at iron wolf i-r-o-n-w-o-1-f iron wolf with the one. Oh, so one f Yes, okay, okay. absolutely. Yeah, because no one would have found that. Yeah. <laughs> so iron, iron wool one F. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, you heard it here first, and um, we hope to see you later. So, are you you're 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 on your way of trying to be a, a fitness personality, basically? Yes, and a motivator. And a motivator. So you want to do inspirational speaking and stuff like that? Okay. Absolutely. Well, cool. We hope to see you again soon on, you know, bigger platforms. You know, you start you. small and work your way up. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, and um, would you like to say anything to the audience? <laughs> <laughs> um, they definitely have to check out Joe's page. You know, if they want to get fit, he's the one to go to. Like he said, it's not just about the physical. He wants to help you mentally, too, to learn to love yourself and move forward. Not Like I said, not just physically, but in life. And what's your daughter's name? Elena. Elena. Okay. Elena she's over Eve. there. She's over there chilling with her with her crackers. <laughs> Cheerios. Cheerios. All over the floor. <laughs> but um cool. On November twenty-third, two thousand twenty-two, Jose Espinal died. And this is a rebroadcast. Rest in peace.
they told me about rock bum bum
This is Kitty with the Caliente Girls on Dash Radio, and I have Isabel with Izzy Outer Space performing her new single that will be released tomorrow, Blinded.
Caliente Show Dash Radio with Izzy Outer Space and also yours truly, um, Kitty. Meow. Meow, meow. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Flo, for having me on the show again. Yeah, you know, everybody got their their ways, but, you know, you're family, so, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Sometimes family don't get along, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Um so, Izzy, um, the, huh? well, the thing is, Flo, you and I never had issues. We no, would go lay not. it on the table all the time. No, me and yeah. no, we got our, we're straight to the point. Yeah. Okay, so back to you. Um, Izzy, so, Izzy. Outer space. Izzy, outer space. And we have Isabella. Yes. Okay, so your name is Isabella? Isabel, yeah. Isabel, Isabel but yeah. your name, but your PKA is Izzy, outer space. Yes. Okay. Can you speak up a little bit? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, hold on one Hello. second. There we go. There we go. We Perfect. Okay, so, Miss Outer Space, um, what is this song about that we just heard? Okay, this is basically just about deciding to love someone from afar, knowing that um, you're, you know, they won't return or you won't return to them. And it's kind of like having just a, an admiration for them, but knowing that it's just not a possible thing in this lifetime. Okay. An acquired, an acquired love or something? Yeah, sort of. Okay, yeah. yes. I mean, obviously it can be interpreted in however you want, you know? Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where, where, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah, I grew up there. How long have you been living in America? About like 10 years now. 10 years? Or maybe nine. Yeah, around. And you've been doing music the whole 10 years? or you No, just... I've been doing music for about five years. Five years. Yeah, I started okay. off like in an indie rock band as like a guitarist. Okay. And what happened with the band? Um, well, the drummer left and then I decided to... Do my own project okay. as Easy Outer Space. Okay. Yeah. Um, and how do you feel that your career is going right now? How's it going? Mm -hmm. That's like really hard to say because you just don't know um, what's going to happen. Like it's kind of, you know, very DIY, just playing gigs around town. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of street performing, mm -hmm. um, just releasing independently, you know. And are you? It's definitely a hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what what what's the hardest about it? Just financial, you know. Because this is, a, this is an expensive business. Yeah. 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 And if you're independent artist, you you basically do everything yourself. Right. You know? Like yeah, you bring in your PA and all your stuff yeah, up in here, and you got to drag up, it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. And, and I'm, I'm gonna say one thing on that. That is actually how I found you. You, I was taking a walk on Long Beach, yeah. the walk park, and you were there performing at Belmont Pier, which I hear you said 
you do most Sundays on Sunset. Yeah, County. I've been going there regularly for like a year now. And it, initially it was just to kind of get, you know, the practice up mm. and to build kind of the confidence. And uh, I do enjoy it, you know. I do enjoy that it's just kind of... I've made a lot of connections through there as well, like just meeting people and and it's a it's and, a busy little fans. section right there where you're going to the entrance for the pier, yeah, like the crossing from the bike path. Well, I've and- been exploring different spots now. Oh, okay. I've been exploring Second Street. Okay, yeah, oh, that's a nice place on that's Sundays or mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it's in Long Beach. Yeah, Belmont Shore. And, and then and then um, you're also with them. What's that? agency breaking something where they break out new artists oh breaking sound yeah i've done a a couple gigs with them yeah yeah um but in the what what would you want to happen let's say by the end of the year what what where do you see your career going by the end of the year you want which is in a month yeah (laughs) (laughs) well she'll definitely be at a lot more gigs because you definitely do a lot of gigs yeah. Are you signed up for any big Christmas thing or anything? No. Yeah. No. Who does your agents? Who's your agent or your management? I don't have a manager. Why? Because I don't think I'm at the point where I have, can ha- like where it will be uh-huh. financially uh-huh. making sense. Okay. I think, you know. Yeah. I think uh, my next goal will be to have a booking agent. A booking agent. Yeah. 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 Before a manager. Okay. Uh, at this point in time, you don't have a booking agent, right? No. So you're doing everything by yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then how do you support yourself? Do you have a job? Or yeah, any? I work at a restaurant. Oh, okay, so you work yeah. at a restaurant, and then at, at night you perform in different places? Yeah, and then I do some street performing too, and that helps okay. a little bit. Oh, because, yeah, people give you, like, tips and stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um. What do you think your happiest moment in your life has been so far? In my life? Yeah. Um, there's been a few when, you know, I feel the happiest when I'm creating with other people mm-hmm. and friends and people that become friends. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, I've recorded this song. I haven't released it yet. It's called Arroyo Dream. And we were in the studio and I was singing it. Um, and you know, the producer, Christian Paul, he's like, uh, one of my friends and anyway, it was just a really, uh, happy moment for me because it felt like everything was coming together really nicely. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's probably also the content of the song, but I'll release that later on. Um, but just more like when I'm creating with people, it's like really fulfilling for me, um, yeah, mostly, like, yeah. Are you currently in a relationship? No. Because it would be hard because of your movement around doing all your music and your... <laughs> no, I think it's just I haven't met anyone. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, and your family, are they in the United States or they're, they're in... in Switzerland, yeah. Switzerland. So how's that... That you're out here in your family back there, do you miss them? Yeah, they... it's really hard. It's really, really hard. hard. I go back like once a year, but actually this year they're coming here for the first time actually next week. Okay. Oh, nice. So and, I'm very, very, very excited. And who are you closest to, the mom or your dad or both? Uh, my mom, probably. Your mom? Yeah, she's a softie. Mm. You know? <laughs> my dad is, yeah, we have a, like a, yeah, a little bit of a 
difficult relationship. Oh, but, like love hate kind of thing. No, just like mm, you know, expectation wise. He's a Scorpio. Okay. Oh, what's that mean? <laughs> what's that just mean? Can't, <laughs> I can't. I don't know. It's just a little bit. Um, it's a little challenging. He's a little bit withdrawn, you know. Okay. And I'm a little bit like, I just want to be warm and sparkly. Okay. But we kind of trigger each other a little bit. Okay, because. I don't see you as warm and sparkly. I see you on stage really? as warm and sparkly, but then when you're like not on stage and you're by yourself with your guitar, you look kind of standoffish. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think she's serious and, and getting in the mode. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can get very focused like that and yeah. I'm just like driven. Yeah. 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 I can I can see that. Maybe I don't seem super warm. Yeah. And what but, is, what but and, and then your voice is so angelic and um did you used to take opera or something? Or yeah, I mean, like, I had like two years. Theater, theater. No, no, no theater. But I had like some singing lessons for like two years, mm-hmm. and it was because a music teacher. I was like in in regular school, mm-hmm. but we had a mu- music, um, you know, lessons, and we had to sing a song or perform a song in front of the teacher, and he said to me. Like there's nothing, I hear nothing but air coming out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> shit. You know, I was like, bam. And then um, I was like, hmm, I think I want to like take some singing lessons. Mm-hmm. And found someone and she was like a classical, you know, classical singing teacher. Okay. And it was really, I mean, I had no, like, it took me a long time to develop like I basically had two years of lessons or a year and a half and then I didn't sing for a long time, like properly. Okay. I think I've definitely been mm-hmm. exercising it, you know, over this last few years. Well, it's very angelic. It's it's alluring. I mean, it makes you, It's I was drawn to it and then the way you oh. play, it's, you know. What is your... um. What a, what is what is a peeve about yourself that you don't like? A peeve? Yeah, something about yourself that you wish you could change. Uh, there's a lot of things. I think most of all, I feel like there's I feel there's something wrong with me, and so I feel like it gets me sometimes. What do you mean into, by that? Something's wrong with you? Like I just find faults everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. like very self-critical, mm. and I feel like it's not really useful. To be that self-critical. It's not really productive oftentimes. Because in Los Angeles where it's so competitive, it's extremely competitive, especially as a female vocalist. Yeah. Um, You got to have a thick skin in this or you'll be, you'll, you'll get drowned up in the depression. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But um, how do you deal with the depression? Because most artists are usually depressed or there's some kind of quirk about them that just doesn't always compute in regular term. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's just take the depression part because for me, I feel like your music could borderline be depression, but you make yeah. it happy. You some kind of way with the You find airy, it happy? Yeah, and with the airy voice and all. It, it, it's, it's soothing. Yeah, we use, soothing. Yeah, yeah, we use that, soothing. Um, or kind of like... Um, um, like you would hear your music in movies, you would hear your music in the 
elevator, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I I haven't yet heard a pop song that I thought like, oh, this could blow up on the radio. Hey, uh, maybe one song I we play now. What's the song that we play now? I don't know. I haven't been. Um, there's a song that we play of yours. I don't know the name of it right now, off the hand. Oh, I can look on my chart. But in the meantime, Who's yeah, your stuff, your stuff is huh? It's by me. Who's it by? It's by you. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. And it's a upbeat. It's a up. It's oh, a up. Warm Summer. Yeah, yeah Warm, warm Summer. Yeah, yeah, that's the one we play. Love that video. Yeah. Um, we play that one. But normally your stuff is more, um, in my brain, the- theater Theatrics. or angel or, angel- theatric or something. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and in that lane, I mean, you're killing it, but it's like, how far do you think you you mental you you how far do you think you can go with this? With this project? Yeah. I'm not sure. In that lane. In that lane? Yeah. I mean Because I you don't like you don't broaden yourself to different genres. genres. You just stay in one you just stay a in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like I'm still developing my sound. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And um I feel like I'm very inspired by music that is similar to mine, like Sufjan Stevens uh-huh. or Damien Rice, which is more in the folk uh-huh. arena. Yeah, um, that's what I'm talking But they've folk. kind of managed to 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 be around for a long time. Uh-huh. They, I mean, create just very. Well, these songs last for years and years and years. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You yeah. just need one to just pop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what what's the most traumatic thing you've ever been through in your life? Traumatic. Yeah. Um, well, that's a deep question. I mean, uh, I think my brother, he, he, he became an addict when I was really young. Mm -hmm. So I think that was really, really difficult for the whole, the whole family. And, um, we're still not like talking. And so it feels like he's, you know, gone. Like, uh, I don't know where he is. Are you, are you? Mm-hmm. I'm the youngest. You're the three. youngest of yeah. three. Uh, sorry, of four. So I have three, older, three older brothers. So were you the? Oh, and you're the only girl. Yeah. So were you the? Were you the the baby of the family? Like everybody babied you, or did you feel like the boys got more of the attention, or what do you um, feel? Did you feel like the fourth wheel? I mean, how did you feel as a child? I think I just felt like. I had to approach things like a man, Mm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what I learned of like that I'm not a man and that I have like a whole different emotional maybe life than like a a man would have or like I would always like, you know. Is that that the reason why you and your father be bumping heads sometimes? Yeah. He Mm. thinks very sensitive I mean, I'm like the super sensitive person of uh, the family. Okay. You know? okay. <laughs> Outside of your mother? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um what what's um what's what's next for you? So you released this song and then what's next? Yeah, I have a couple of more releases planned going into the new year mm-hmm. and then I've recorded or started recording an E P. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also just starting up again with my drummer, uh, Tommy Erding, who he's just an amazing collaborator w- with me and kind of putting a new band together, you know, a different variation of the band. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
you think a band would up up uh, um, bring your music up to a different level? I think so. Just having percussion, you know, mm-hmm. and the bass good, player behind good, you, or yeah, something. yeah, good bass player and good drums, maybe a synth player keyboard. Do you play more than just your guitar? You play other I instruments. I play a little bit of piano, but I don't know. Yeah, guitar is definitely what I'm sticking to right now. And what's your brand of guitar that you like? Fender. Fender. Yeah. Yeah, I like Fender too. Yeah, you play as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I play, and I like um, Marshall amps and Fender mm. or some. But um, I have a old. Um, I have an old Fender 68 Fender amp. It sounds so warm. You know? Yeah, yeah. And what kind of amp are you using? It's a Fender Vibrolux. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's more bright. Yeah. Clean. But and smooth. Yeah, but I like it with the pedal. Like, I use a lot of shimmer. And yeah. Like it makes it kind of really stick out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Did you teach yourself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I noticed that you have certain note chords that you always play in your songs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but, I, I but, do write a lot of like two chord songs sometimes yeah, because, too. I really enjoy that. Honestly. Yeah, because you know Rolling Stone's been doing it for like 40, 50 years, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know they only they only had they only play maybe eight chords at the most. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and you got a twelve string. That's cool. Yeah, just for this song. Really. Oh, okay. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah, nice. I love it. Um, what would you tell a young girl that is um, thinking of getting into this business at 2022? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think you just have to do it for because you love to do it uh-huh. and then surround yourself with people that you trust and, you know, collaborate with people and kind of see um, where it takes you, I guess, you know. Have you ran into bad people in L.A. that you thought were cool but weren't cool in this music business? Yeah. Yeah. But not a ton, like, not a a ton. I feel like um, overall I found the creative community here quite supportive of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, it's it's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. What do you think, Miss? Well, I would think in the creative aspect of it, it's very supportive with the artists that are up and coming that I've dealt with, you know. Yeah. It's usually the entourage, the managers, the people above right, it right, that right. play their little mind games. But, you know, yeah. what do I know? <laughs> but I, I, I totally feel you. That's why I really appreciate the up and coming artist mm. who really put the work in because I as I know Flo for a long time and I brought him artists from the very beginning of you know my new experience and being asked to be a manager and yeah and I've learned the hard way and he tells me all the time Katie you put your heart too much too much but yeah. I don't know any other way when an artist is creating to support that but it's learning to deal with the other people right. around that yes. I've had I've learned through experience because I come through the artist aspect right. I, I had theater and all my life. I think you do have to learn to be a business. Yeah, you can't. A woman. You can't be. You can't put your. You. you can't put your heart into this and into the business part of it. You no, have to yeah. put your brain into the business part because yeah, yeah, because line. because people will use you or they'll listen to you and take your stuff and just do the exact same thing with it. It's just a hater. Right. It's a hater mentality out here, but it's a 
everybody supportive at the same time, but nobody really wants to see you get bigger right, than they right, get. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they'll tell you in your face, oh, you sound so good. And they'll be like, oh, she's so whack. You know what I'm saying? So And then turn around and steal your song. And, and, and turn around and steal your song. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's so, a little hard for me in general. Like culturally, I think like the German side of me is just like, it's very direct. Yeah. Um, so I'm usually not, if I don't enjoy something or, you know, I, I, I don't really, I don't know. I'd rather say nothing, but, yeah. you know. I don't. I want to be honest with yeah. people. I don't. You know. I don't believe in the fake shit. Yeah. yeah. Me either. I don't know. It's just what's the point of that, right? It's just like when you met me and I came uh, uh, at the at the show. I just was there. Hey, yeah, 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 my yeah. name is Flo. Let me get a few pictures. I was out of there. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Sure. I'm like, oh, you're so great. Oh, you're so good. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do this and do that. No. And that's mm-hmm. rare that he showed up. I didn't even yeah. expect that. I Thanks was excited. I paid for that. the ticket, too. She didn't pay for it. She didn't put me on the guest I list. Never pay. I always pay. I mean, I always yeah. contribute to I, the I, artists. I figured like this. If you, like, if, if, you, if you like the artist, support the artist. Yeah. Buy the record. Buy the, buy, you that's know. That's the point. And point of the gig, yeah. too. Yeah. You use their, their link and they get paid as well. That's yeah, I bought your record tickets. off iTunes that they were playing on the radio. You didn't send that to me. I bought that. So it's like if yeah. you if you if you love the artist or you like the artist or you're the friend of the artist, give the artist twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Go show go go to the show and and support the artist. Why do you have to always have your hand out? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? When the artist has got their hand out trying to get paid too. Yeah, that's yeah. why I promote a lot of artists, and you know whether they know me or not. And sometimes that's how I we meet each other, or I walk and run into you, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I was so happy you had your at is the outer space because I was on a mission to get walk and come back before the sun came down. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yes, so I just recorded it was perfect, and right into the sunset, and I thought, I'm gonna contact her later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um. Anytime, like, you know, like we said, anytime you have anything new or whatever, you can come through and, you yeah, know, try to, it so much. you know, yeah. um, Dash has 750,000 plus listeners. It's amazing. And um, your song is, you know, doing well on our radio show, you know what I'm saying? We play it like once a week or twice a week or sometimes. Or, it's amazing. You know, so yeah, you know what I'm saying? And at worst case scenario, you can say, at least I'm playing on the radio somewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, grab yeah. those links for you. I'll, pay, I'll listen. And there's millions of people that never even get it on the radio. Yeah. So, I mean, no, you I know, sometimes it. you got to take your your wins how you get it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. yeah. But, um, okay. Um, anything, uh, how can I get in contact with you and, you know, and, and buy your new record, which well, is, a, what's the record again? It's called Blinded. Blinded. You yeah, go that's get a single. It. So single on iTunes and all the other, yeah, all the above. Yeah, it's coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow. And then I'll have a music video. So that means that tomorrow for us is today for you because we, we, pre-record, we, we pre-recorded this. Yeah. yeah, so tomorrow it's coming out. Um, today. It's at Izzy Outer Space if you'd like to follow my journey. Izzy Outer Space, and follow her. YouTube and Instagram. Everything. Yeah. Facebook. Yeah, that's good. I don't good. use Facebook, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Facebook. Um, yeah. Um, IzzyOuterSpace.com? Yes. Cool. As well. Great. Uh, you got merchandise, t-shirts, stuff like that? I got bucket hats. Oh, okay. So, yeah. go buy one of them bucket hats and get the record. I got CDs. And uh, CDs. Of my record I released earlier this year. Mm. Hot. And, yes. Uh, yeah. People use and, CDs still? Yeah. Okay. I sell, I sell them when I busk. 
Okay. Oh, and the old cars, the older cars. Yeah. Because yeah. the new cars don't even have CDs a, anymore. I had a conversation with someone. I go, who buys C- Who makes CDs anymore? And they're like, everybody has old cars. Not everybody has a Tesla. I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Well, like any, any car in 2022, they don't only put CDs in them anymore. Yeah. yeah. Or I think maybe 2000, they don't put CDs anymore. Yeah. So, But um, you can always go to iTunes, you and know make, what I'm saying, or... Yeah. Spotify or Definitely. all the other places. Make sure to follow her too because she's always playing all around town. Yeah, all follow her. Yeah, I find I, I go to um the back the what's the one that I asked back the the one that I asked you about. The it starts with the B. Oh, um, breaking sound. Yeah, I go to breaking sound. That's how I found out where your oh, show was at. Really? Yeah, I went to breaking sound and I said, oh man, she's a lot of a lot of female artists are signing that. I saw a lot of artists that are that been on Caliente's. Um, following that, so yeah, 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 must be a they good one. They do a one. lot of like sh- you know songwriters. And there's another cases. one too, like that. It's not breaking sound, but it's another one like that too. You signed up a- to that too. Acoustic sessions. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Acoustic I like sessions. That. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, I have yeah. to introduce you to the, a young Baca. He does a lot of um, the Valley and Santa Monica. Oh, okay. Op- like, like events. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and when's the next time you're going to be performing? Well, I'm playing uh, with a different band this Saturday at Sebulon uh, okay. called The Gentle Cycle. I'm in that band. And then with Izzy Outer Space, I'll be performing um, in San Diego at Monica General Okay. Um, at on 9th of December. Cool. So, yeah. Um, any questions for you? Just, um, I know he asked you where you see yourself at the end of the year, but what is your ultimate like vision you see for yourself in any project regarding music? I think I would love to just um, obviously be sustain, like make this sustainable in terms of being able to live off it, mm-hmm. um, building a fan base, you know, having um, filled out concerts, agent. <laughs> I would love to have a booking agent. I think that's my next. I'm kind of like, what's the immediate next step rather than the big vision? Yeah. I think the big vision is like more like when I meditate and stuff, I can have yeah. the big vision. But I'm kind of like very, yeah, what's the, in the next few months, you know, what needs to happen? And when you were in Switzerland, you weren't doing this? No. So I was completely different um, background. I mean, th- yeah, there's not a lot of, I feel like it's not as creative feeling in general. Mm. Like, you know. So what was your background in Switzerland? Well, I went just went to school. I went to school for a long time and I had to like retake some classes mm-hmm. because, you know, to, to go to university, I mm-hmm. had to like retake like two years of mm-hmm. some classes because mm-hmm. that we wasn't that here. great at uh, <laughs> math and all that. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I did study uh, sports sciences, mm. and I finished that degree. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> why or what has gotten into me, but mm. I did finish that. So, oh, that's like sports medicine, like when yeah, like yeah. kinesiology yeah, 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 and like well, that, sports that degree psychology. gets you a lot, a lot of places here because everybody's into fitness or there's tons of yeah. sports. I'm just not into it really, <laughs> so I don't know, you know, anymore. Yeah, got you. Yeah. Well, I could see you playing at festivals and, you know, everybody being excited and even doing some collaborations with different genres. Yeah. That could use your uh, 
angelic voice yeah i'm always exploring too and i was saying on some people's uh like techno tracks and yeah. electronic which is actually just as cool. just as what i was getting ready to say you heard of vassy who is it vassy no no She's got. She's a singer like you, like that angel, angelic stuff. And then she did a, a. She took one of her songs and turned techno, and she's blown up really? all over the place. Oh my yeah. God. yeah, yeah. She's with um. Who's the big techno guy? Um, the big big there one. Apache. There's. Um, no, the OG one. The, oh, Skillet. Yeah, something like that. She did a track with him. Oh, that's. Yeah. And it and blow and it's just um, blowing up all Dave, over the world. Dave Gardy, or and then there's you know. Yeah. Oh, there's so many, but I, I know so many up and coming. I could just name those off, but well, the Sultine and the yeah. new Shack DJ Diesel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's important just to keep exploring, you know. Or take one of your best songs and get it remixed. You know, there's a bunch of remixers that'll f- flip that. I know, you know a few. Yeah. Yeah. Dubstep team. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting. Never close your door because there's always a box somewhere that you could get sure. into. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, okay. And such a your style. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Izzy Out of Space on Dash Radio with Kitty, the, the little jitty. The little what? <laughs> the, the Kitty, the little jitty. Oh, uh-huh. God. Um, Kitty Peepas. You can reach me at Call Kitty on Instagram. Yeah, get at her. Kitty Peepas. Yep. Yeah, and then, um, you know, you know, Flo presents, um, and we're out of here. Let there be peace, peace to every nation. Let there be hope for all the world to see. Let there be love and joy to all the children. Let there be peace on earth for you.
Underneath the mistletoe, kiss me underneath the mistletoe. 
Mi nombre es Cristina Castillo y estás escuchando Cristina en su piel. Hoy tenemos un segmento muy importante que busca empoderarlos un poquito más. Por eso quiero hablarles de los límites mentales. Eso que nos frena y no nos deja avanzar, que nos convierte en prisionero. Estamos en la cárcel de nuestros pensamientos, eso que nos limita nuestra vida, nos limita a vivir nuestros sueños y experimentar la vida a plenitud como la merecemos. Esos límites pueden venir de la crianza o cualquier creencia limitante. Somos lo que pensamos y por consiguiente, escuchen muy bien lo que hacemos. 
lo que hacemos, somos lo que hacemos. Entonces, ¿qué estás haciendo hoy? ¿Qué estás pensando hoy de ti? ¿Te gusta en, qué, en quién te has convertido? ¿Y te gusta dónde has llegado? ¿Te gusta ese sitio donde estás, donde te encuentras? Y si la respuesta es no, es momento de cambiar. El cambio es positivo. Siempre que tú decidas cambiar, hazlo para ser mejor. Cada día, cada día un poco más. Tus creencias, ten presente que ellas determinan tu realidad. ¿En qué estás creyendo hoy? Que te frena. Pon cada meta alcanzable, paso a paso. Todo lo que quieres, tú lo puedes lograr. Rompe esas barreras mentales. Llegó el momento de derribarlas y cambiar el no puedo por el sí puedo. Cambia el no puedo por cómo lo voy a lograr. El momento es hoy. El momento es ya. Empieza. Y si tienes miedo, hazlo con miedo. Caliente, girls. Yo sé que ha sido un año duro para muchos lleno de dificultad. Pero mientras haya vida y esperanza, olvidemos todo y vamos a celebrar. Pero mientras haya vida y esperanza, celebremos porque llegó Navidad. Feliz, feliz Navidad. Pegadito gozaremos mucho más. Feliz, feliz Navidad. Olvidemos todo y vamos a celebrar. 
the mix. In the mix.
official, like a rep with a whistle. I know you like it like that. Thousands listening daily. Calendar Girls Dash. Christmas is the time to say I love you. Share the joy and laughter and good cheer. Christmas is the time to say I love you. And a feeling that'll last all through the year. Coming, all the carolers are singing. There's a touch of magic in the Listening to the Caliento Girls. 